everybody. Welcome to the 30 and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Thomas from LA, and I'm joined today by my co host, Jim in New Orleans. New Orleans, who that say they're going to beat them Saints? Uh, they, they nobody this week, thank God, man. Well, they, they, <laughs> we need they to fought. win badly, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, they good, good win for for them. Finally, the defense finally didn't uh, let them down. Yeah, that's been a, a common theme for the past few years. So hopefully we're past it now. Who knows? I think it's going to be a week to week. You know, Breeze is still going to you know keep you in games, but yeah, the defense is going to make it hard. The defense wins championships, right? It does. It does. It did the year that they did win it. Uh, it absolutely did. Two. Regardless of how they got there, yep, defense they won the championship. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the NFL. We're here to talk about the Deuce episode yeah. three. The principle is all. Interesting title. Yes. Yeah. Interesting and title they, that they referenced in the show. They um, did. Yeah. Uh, I found it uh, to be a transitional episode. Probably is the best way to put it. Definitely setting up a lot of storylines, giving us a, a kind of a, a precursor to what's come with different characters, uh, for sure. Not a lot of action in this one, but definitely a lot of storylines that are set up that I'm really excited to see how they play out. Yeah, me too. Me too, very much so. Yeah, so it starts off with, uh, we have Candy, who's kind of doing a little investigative work into uh, the porn industry, or how movies are made. Starts with her uh, having... Uh, lunch with Thunder Thighs and asking a bunch of questions and then they, uh, you know, she, she's kind of trying to figure out how it works and, and she brings up, you know, oh, hey, they're doing it in Europe, got this foreign stuff. And like, yeah, that's not here, you know, and uh, she takes him all, takes her to a, uh, a what looks like a film shoot. That's what exactly what it looked like. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, it ends up being art. For the sake of art, right? I believe yeah. is, is the best way to describe it. It's art for the sake of art because there's no there's no film in the camera, right? Which we we learn we learn in, in that scene, and then we, we talk later on. Uh, they get into it a little more, but and people are paying to watch uh, watch the shoot go on, and, and you can kind of see as, as that scene's coming to an end. You know, the wheels kind of turning in her head. They kind of like camera kind of stays on her, and you see her like putting it all together. And there's dollar signs in her eyes. Definitely, definitely. You know, I thought it was a little funny that, uh, like, I chuckled a little bit when she, you know, she came in and she's looking around and she starts critiquing the lighting. Like, what is wrong with this lighting? Where's the bounce? And I'm like, really, girl, you, you went to one, you were on one shoot one time, and all of a sudden now you know, you know, all the stuff. But like I said, uh, we talked about this before, you and I, about, you know, that, that they kind of have to oversimplify some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, as a professional, too. you see it immediately and are, are going to be critical of it. Uh, and I completely understand, I, you know, when they get into the pimp stuff, I start to get a little be critical myself. I did not know. Are, are you are you a professional pimp? Did I not know that? Not anymore. Not a hey. Not the game, anymore. man. It's the, all game the, game. Is, the game is a game, man. Yeah. The game is a game. So yeah. So that's how we kind of start off, and then uh, we kind of move to, I guess, what's our our, our second kind of uh, uh, storyline. Like, really, it feels like the show is kind of merging into two different lanes. There's there's the the lane with the the girls and the pimps, and then there's kind of the the mob and the and the brothers, and and that's right. kind of seems we're, we're falling to that. So you know we go and we see that Vince is uh, at the new bar, the hi hat is what they're going to call hi-hat. it. And yeah, he's uh, they're just doing some work. Him and Paul looks like you know Paul is staying on the payroll, and uh, his brother Frankie is there with some guys playing poker. Interesting, uh, to say the least, that they would, you know, the bar's not even open yet. 
he's got a, a, a three-man game going and the part that I really found amazing was that he went in and started stealing money immediately from you know the cigarette machine which is you know a thing of the past that's a dinosaur but <laughs> the cigarette machine uh, the jukebox and the, and the pool table is just quarters everywhere and he's going to play poker for quarters obviously because yeah. he can't get any cash from Vinny I mean, there were a lot of a lot of quarters in those machines, but yeah, I mean, definitely shows that he's he's impulsive, and uh, it's kind of just do whatever the hell he wants, um, and, I, and I think we see more and more of that, you know, as you know, this episode kind of uh, moves on. Uh, I, I tell you this, like, just right off though, from watching this episode, is I don't like his character. He reminds me very much, uh, and I don't think we're supposed to like him, but he reminds me kind of either of like a Jesse in Breaking Bad or or Ziggy maybe from season two of The Wire, where it's just this guy that's a total fuck up that you know his brother you know is going to have to kind of keep paying for his sins you know or in like in breaking bad walt was always trying to cover up and protect jesse and 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 the same you know with ziggy with with uh nick sabatka and frank covering up for him in the wire and it kind of see see kind of some parallels Uh, what do you think about that something to you man i've never watched breaking bad Oh really? Well, you should. It's not. It's not a bad show. Uh, I've you heard. Know, catch on I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. But well, well never... but you have seen The Wire, so. Oh, absolutely. And Ziggy, you know, other than the duck, was not <laughs> my favorite character. Yeah, you know what? He was a guy that I remember the, the first time I saw season two. I hated him. Like I think that's for everybody's response. He's annoying. Why does anybody? But as I've had subsequent viewings and watching and watching, you know, I, I, you start to kind of understand him more, and you start to see him more as a kind of a tragic character and, and, and especially with how he ends up so you know but I see a lot of parallels with with kind of Frankie in that and that he's causing all this trouble and it's you know Vince who has to kind of clean up the mess yeah Frankie's um he, he's he's a fairly strong character though um what I do know about Breaking Bad you know what was his name the other guy Jesse Jesse was not or Jesse was not a strong character as far as I'm as far as I know Ziggy was not necessarily a strong character. Frankie seems like the kind of guy that would take a baseball bat to your head. Well, he might be more violent, but I mean, I think that Jesse and uh, Jesse had strengths in certain areas. He was a complex character, I think. After, um, and, and I, I think that what they intended to do with him when they started the show and then where they took him, I don't think it was set up. Uh, at the beginning, I think that he was not intended to be in the entire series, uh, and so I think kind of some of the stuff and the way he was written to start, uh, he kind of evolves uh, throughout it. And so I mean, we'll get to see if there's any evolution with with Frankie or not. And it's certainly possible they could be setting him up to be, you know, just a hateable, you know, fucktard, and then he he redeems himself later. That's certainly a possibility. We would we would hope so. There's got to be some kind of character arc there, otherwise, why are we paying Franco two salaries? <laughs> Three, he directed this episode, too. Indeed, and executive producer, right? So he's making money hand over fist, man. He, hand over he fist. Is, he is. And he's doing good in this. Like I said, I've talked to you before. I, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of him, but in this role, I like he completely, he, he's in. He's into it, and I buy him. I buy him as uh, this character, these I'm characters. I'm also bought in, very much bought in on, on all of these characters, every Every single one, the the writing spectacular and the acting is beautiful as well. I know we talked about this on our on our last episode that has yet to air, but you know um, technical difficulties, yeah, technical <laughs> difficulties. You know, little gremlins in the works, right? But uh, yeah. everything about this show is is proving me right about wanting to watch it. I agree with that. 
So, yeah. um, you know, so we, anyway, we, we get a little intro. They're doing the work in the bar. And then uh, we visit with Abby again, who we didn't get a lot of last episode. We get a little bit more of her. And this scene, I'm not 100% certain what happened in this scene. She's in the job interview. She looks around. All the guys are smoking. Uh, she says, oh, I don't think this is the right environment. I'm asthmatic. And then goes outside and lights up a cigarette. And so I wasn't a hundred percent sure what they were trying to convey. I don't know if you what you took out of that or not. Uh, what I saw was Abby making an excuse to get herself out of out of out of a situation that she did not want to be in. Uh, yeah, she immediately I, recognized it. Right, that that wasn't her scene. She didn't want to be in a room full of five guys, ten guys in suits when she's in New York. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that could be it. I, I definitely. I tell you another thing, and we'll talk about this as as we discuss more of her scenes going forward. But she's a character that I'm not liking, actually. Uh, not not that I don't like the way the character is written, like as a, somebody that I'm rooting for. Like I don't I don't trust her, I don't like her, and I, I think she's going to be trouble for characters I do like uh, moving forward. I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. We will, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into a conversation about this a little bit later on in this episode. Absolutely. As we, yeah. Yes, yes, we will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Um, you know, we get a little bit of that though. Where she's just, she's out on the job interview, and then we're back at Leon's diner. And once again, I'm going to say is is I still need more Anwan Glover. I, I need more more Leon. I, I I don't. I have to feel that there's more for him. There's more with this character than we're getting because we keep getting little scenes of him doing things that have absolutely nothing to do with the story. You know, uh, but it's like I don't. I, so I can't feel like they're just shoehorning him in because we love the actor and we love watching him. Uh, I, I feel there's he's got to come into play something more. But again, he's there. We get a little taste of him, and then we get no, you know nothing yeah. real substantial. I'm sure he's got a bigger part to play than serving corned beef hash, right? Right. And egg sunny side up with white toast. Yeah, uh, I mean he, we do he's, learn he's from South Carolina. I I did hear that, and I was wondering. Why the accent wasn't there? We don't know how long he's been in New York, though. Right, he's got a little bit of a you know. The, I, I, I'm not. He doesn't really have a New York accent either, though. He does have a little bit of Southern in him. I, I, I could see that it, it's kind of a mix of that. But uh, I didn't catch that until my third viewing. I watched it twice last night. I watched it once uh, at six o'clock when it came on uh, the East Coast HBO. Then I watched it again at nine on the the West Coast feed. And then today I watched it on HBO Go with the subtitles. And uh, you pick up a lot more like some of those background conversations uh, with the subtitles. So that's where I I picked up that because he's off camera when he when he's telling her that he's from South Carolina. Yeah, I did. I did hear that. Yeah. But uh Wow, you got three, and I only got two, but I think, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. but um, and then Sandra, we we see Sandra again. We were introduced to her at the end of the last episode, and now she's here uh, talking to a girl. Do you know what that girl's name is? I don't. I don't know her name. Oh, I had it in my notes, but no, I don't know her name. I don't. Um, so she kind of drops the same uh, pitch that she dropped on. Uh, uh, Darlene, the the first or last episode, uh, and the girl tells her, you know, time is money, and so she, you know, she offers to pay some money. She, she's uh, writing a story or, or, or something about about these girls in life, and that you can clearly see the girl's nervous talking to her. Uh, and then around, yeah, hesitantly, he, very much so, and then she was assured that you know everything was going to be obscured, right? Uh, she wouldn't use any names, and right. she was going to keep everything private. Right, and then she tells her that her, her pimp's name is Jimmy Love. And I wonder, is that 
like any relation to Reggie Love, or is she just making that up uh, because she doesn't want to say the pimp's name, or is it just like a common last name for a pimp to be? I would assume you know. it's a common last name for a film. <laughs> um, that being said, there are a couple of guys that we didn't meet from the end of last episode, right? Yeah. Uh, they were standing on either side of Rodney. Yeah. Method Man. Cliff right. Smith. I mean, it could just be a, a common, like, pimp last name, but I wondered if it was, like, Reggie Love was her pimp, but she didn't want to say his name, so she kind of changed it a little bit or, uh, or something like that. That's possible, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it. And it's Natalie Paul is Sandra. Natalie Paul. No, yeah, it's, that's Sandra's the reporter. I, the, uh, the other girl's name. Oh, is, the other is, girl? No, I didn't catch her name. Yeah, that, that's, that's the girl. So I knew, Sandra, yeah, no. I, knew, I knew from from the other thing. But So, yeah, so anyway, there, there's kind of, they're starting to develop that storyline with, with this investigative journalist-type woman, you know, going through and, and talking to these girls and kind of figuring out what their life is like. I found uh, it interesting that she was willing to pay for her time, you know, hesitantly, but she right. wants it that badly that she's, you know, his, his 40 bucks. And I also found it interesting that she charged her an extra 10. Yes. Well, they all pick, they, 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 they kind of, there's a bit of an entrepreneurial kind of thing going on where I think they have, they have some flexibility in, uh, <laughs> in what they charge uh, for, for different things. But, flexibility uh, yeah. is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know we we so we have that, and then uh, we're back again with our uh, our mafia uh, story angle. So uh, Rudy, Rudy Pippolo, Pimp. yes sir, uh, he, he goes and uh, he goes to see a lawyer, and and this is not going to be funny to you then or interesting to you because you haven't seen Breaking Bad. But one of the things that happens early on in season one of Breaking Bad is when they meet when Walter White meets up with uh, Saul, the the lawyer. Uh, played by Bob Odenkirk, who now has the spinoff show Better Call Saul. One of the first things he does is like, "Give me a dollar, give me a dollar," and he gives him a dollar. And it's so, all right, now you know, now you're uh, that's my retainer, and, and you're my client. And now anything we say is covered by attorney-client privilege. So, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, they kind of did the same thing in that in that scene. Yeah, it's interesting that they worked that in. I did recognize it from. I don't know. Did you watch The Leftovers? I have not seen that. No. Okay, fantastic television show. It's only three seasons. Get into it if you have the opportunity. It's a little bit depressing, but it's beautiful work. That being said, in The Leftovers, uh, there's a character who is a psychologist, psychiatrist, who charges one cigarette as a retainer so that she can maintain uh, psychiatric privilege, uh, doctor-patient doctor privilege. The same situation. I, I found it cute, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, <laughs> cute, um, very cute. We get a little more information about kind of what they're doing. Uh, they, they, he shows them a map, and they're and they're talking about certain city blocks and buildings that they're 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 going to try to make a play for. And they also make a, a mention um, about the you know the mayor uh, running for president. I believe uh, Lindsay is, was the mayor back then, and he did run for president uh, unsuccessfully. So uh, you know they they somehow I don't understand if the mayor is involved in their deal and they and, and, or or what exactly is going on with that but or they just think that because the mayor is going to run for president uh, he's going to clean up those areas and that real estate is going to be worth more money you know it that's what makes sense they haven't we haven't gone into great lengths so you know explaining it so far right they made a couple references to it in this episode but uh, nothing really in, in detail uh, so we just kind of see the the seeds uh, planted so far. And then, you know, back over at the hi-hat, uh, now Phil comes in. Uh, and Phil is angry because Phil claims that he is Frankie's partner and those machines are his. 
Yeah, the third guy. Uh, there was a triumvirate that was running right. this bar beforehand, and now uh, Frankie is indebted to him because you know he's not alone in this in this right. business. Right, or Vince, technically, I guess. I said Frankie. I get him confused because they look the same. But, uh. Yeah, it's mean, they're, they're the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah right. Vince, um, yeah. And then Frankie, and this is, again, like where I just was like, you know, what a you know, dickweed. Uh, he just it completely antagonizes the guy and pulls out a sledgehammer and starts busting out the machines. And it's like, okay, like this, this is going to get somebody killed at some point. So, yeah. And I think that's, that's something that Frankie's been doing their entire life. Right, you know, I'm he sure. sees someone. He sees someone threatening Vinny. He's going after him. Right, which you yeah, know, I can't blame him. I never had a little brother. I've got two little sisters, but you know, I'd do the same thing for them, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of people would, but it, 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 he's not always the. Maybe he doesn't go about it the smartest way. <laughs> he's not the he's not the thinking man's twin. No, he's no, not. No, he's definitely he's definitely not. Um, and then uh, we get Bobby. Uh, over at our, our, our Frank Sabatka from The Wire over on his job site. And he's, you, there's, he was angry to start with. He was angry coming up those stairs. You could see him kind of laboring a little bit to get up there uh, because they apparently did not use the right, uh, they used the wrong junction boxes or, you know, they thought that they were getting a kickback to use the, jun- the wrong junction boxes. I wasn't fully sure what he was yeah, getting think, at there. I think that's what it was. I think there was a, uh, a vendor who gave his second in command a little bit of cash on the side to put different junction boxes in that's what that's what i got from him yeah and he he had to walk up the stairs because the elevator is broken yeah you know he's he's in charge he's running the show but the show is not running properly right and then uh he comes back down and we see him uh just kind of off in the distance an argument going on between uh some workers but they don't really uh they kind of cut away uh to candy who's having lunch with her mom and her son uh, and the son's playing with the little green army figures or having some pizza. They eat a lot of pizza in this show. It is New yeah. York, right? It is New York. They, they, they love their pizza in New York. But uh, her mom makes a snide remark about, you know, working on earning a living, working on your back. Working on your back. Yeah, that 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 verified for me that she mom does indeed know exactly what Candy does when she's gone all the time, which I didn't see before. I guess it wasn't spelled out to me, so I missed it. But yeah, yeah mom is well aware of who Candy is. Yes. And then Candy tells her that I'm thinking about getting into a new line of work. Uh, you know, and she's going to get into the movie business. And Again, I thought it was a little funny, a little or something like, oh, I'll just do the lighting or the camera, whatever, whatever they put you at to start out. It's we'll like probably start off with commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's gonna start with commercials for porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know. So we get that little moment though. We see the kind of you know we really I think the purpose of that a scene like that is is, is again it's just you know showing more and more that that you know and we see this a lot. There's a number of call, but there's a number of times in this episode with different characters where where we kind of see. The same thing in multiple ways. I really like hammering in that you know that there's the status quo is about to change or, or or something that they're really passionate about. And so with her again, it's just more that she's looking to get out of the line of work she's in and get into something else and maybe make a little more money and, and have a better life for for her and her son. Yeah, absolutely. They they played that very hard that she wants to move on from where she is and find an, a new outlet for her creativity. Definitely. And then they hammer it home. We'll talk about it, you know, more as we go through. But, you know, and then we go back to the job site uh, where Bobby brings the kid in, hippie, long-haired, Ivy League kid, son of another union guy. 
um, and pretty much kind of tells him all. You know, like it's he's he. It, it's kind of that. I guess what you expect from that era, you know, the, the contrast between the the working class, you know, union guy and kind of how they see the world and then the idealistic, you know, college student of the time. Uh, and I guess, you know, the college student is, is arguing and starting shit with the other union guys, you know, the the, the, the older guys. Uh, and it's it's causing some tension. So Bobby kind of goes off on him. I, and I like, you know, he, he was very passionate about uh you know, giving him the speech, and I, and I liked it. I really liked the performance. I bought the performance from uh, from the actor, and it, and it was a. Uh, uh, I don't. Would you think of, of that scene? It wasn't like Bobby didn't agree with the kid. He just wanted him to shut the hell up so he could have peace on his job site. Yeah, and I don't know. I could. I could relate another. to that. Yeah, I don't know that he did agree with him though. I don't know that. I, I think I don't. I'm, I'm not really sure because. He way he told him off, you know, like about you know, quit living off the fat of the land, you know. If, you, if this is what you, you know, go to California with all the you know the other hippies out here in L.A. <laughs> it was the well, Bay yeah. Area back then, you know, like you know. But this is you know this is how we we love this country and you know this is you know this is who we are, you know, kind that of thing. And yeah, then that that initial visceral reaction though was tempered later on. I think once he you know once he right. grabbed his shoulder and then you know took the cigarette and calmed down a bit. He's like, can't you just shut up, man? Right. Because I think he's got a big heart. He's got a good heart. He doesn't want to, you know, he wants to kind of, I think, get along. And and, and so, uh, but that doesn't last very long because uh, he's going to show the guy the proper way to lift up a thing and and all of a sudden has worked himself into a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. A very convincing heart attack, too. Very convincing. Yeah. Great, great great performance. Yeah. 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 It was great. Um, and so then, uh, you know, he has a heart attack. We don't know what happens. Uh, we get another scene of Frankie bringing girls by to the bar, trying to kind of use the, his his stake in the bar as like a way to try to impress girls and pick up girls while you when know he's Vince got no is stake in the bar at all. Exactly, which is <laughs> you know, but Frank, Frankie certainly seems to have a way with the ladies. So, um, meanwhile. Uh, you know, Vince has told Rudy about what happened with Phil, and, and Vince is told to go see uh, Mickey Spillane, who uh, I guess is one of the an Irish mobster, uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, he seems yeah. A, so. Uh, you don't know in what's going to happen with that. No, you yeah. don't. But he he's sent over in an hour, and yeah. you know you got to go talk to him. You you got to do it. Right, and then he, he goes terms. over there. When he does get over there, you know. It, they definitely like they're like go stand in the corner basically you know don't you know whatever and then when Rudy comes in he's just like nope I got this and he <laughs> you and I got a problem and then they ain't got a problem no more so it, it kind of definitely shows that the the Italian mob's got a lot more juice than the Irish mob which you know historically we already knew but the way he just walked in and even his bodyguard was like you know if you touch him I'm gonna cut your hand off where you stand yeah, <laughs> there, there was no, there was no in between in that scenario at all. Like this is this is the man here. You don't mess with the man, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know if there's going to be more tension, more more like kind of subplots between the, the like a mob war or something uh, going forward. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. So some, uh, before that actually happened, we, we are introduced to a new character, uh, Mike, Big Mike, uh, big hulking dude uh, who is 
talking to a little scrawny drug dealer about uh, buying some, uh, what, what is he selling? He ends up buying some bombers. I don't even know exactly what bombers are. Bombers, uh, probably some I type had, of amphetamine to, or something. I had to look it up, man. It's, uh, it's speed and Adderall. So, yeah, some amphetamine. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but whatever he gave him, it fucks him up. Uh, and, and so he's, he's, well, first he's choking out the dealer, and it makes it seem like he took him and didn't feel anything, and the guy's telling him it takes a while. But then when you see uh, the the drugs hitting him, it seems like it, almost like he's disoriented, like he was on some type of hallucinogen or something. It did seem like he had been transported to a completely different place, man. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever run into anybody like that. I, I do live in New Orleans, so I've seen some people space out occasionally. Uh, it's That's the look you get, man, when you, you're not really in control anymore. Something else is in control of you. Yeah, I mean, he's all fucked up. Uh, we do we see a scene uh, a little bit later, but I mean, like, where he runs into Candy, and she's, like, just scared of him and is, like, stumbles off, takes off across the street, and he's just, she like... She tried to pick him up, yeah. Right, yeah, she did try to pick him up, and then, uh, you know, when she took one look at him, she was like, uh-oh, and, and no. got away. And I, So he was... Fu- I don't know what... I, I know that we're going to get a lot more about him going forward, and I, I've got to know what, what the, exactly hell is his story and where did he come from, what's his backstory, because... It was a little bit uneven in this uh, in this episode. Like we, our introduction to him is, is him buying drugs and being all fucked up, and then when we see him at the end, he's kind of a, they kind of play him a different way. So uh, they did. They played him. They played him straight on the back end. Yeah. So and we'll talk about that. You know, towards the end of this. But I, I, I'm curious to see like what what his deal is. What is his you know what's his story? I think he's got a good story. I'm sure. Oh, everybody in this show does. Everyone. Right. You know, and and then Abby has gotten a job. Yes. Uh, working as a telemarketer, making uh, phone calls, uh, cold calling people, uh, selling different stuff. And we get a little uh, kind of a thing with her flirting with Bobby, uh, I think is his name. It's just the guy that sits across from her in, in his cubicle, right? Right, and, and and she does a little flirt, and they flirt back and forth a little bit, and the boss old lady up there gives her a call and scolds her, you're on my dime. You know, this, and, this isn't social hour, right? Yeah. Right, and, and, and it's interesting, though, is, is I kind of take away from that, though, it's like, you know, the boss is right, you are on her dime, you know, quit effing around, and, and uh, I, I kind of am starting to feel at this point that Abby is a spoiled brat, uh, and she's kind of doing this... You know, to rebel against her, you know, her privileged upbringing, you know, with her rich parents and and whatever else. But she doesn't really know how to work hard, I don't think. So I think, I don't know, I'm confused right now how I feel about her at this point in the the show, at at this point in the episode, anyway. Okay. Um, I didn't get the Spurl Brat thing. Again, just like the first few episodes, uh, well, the first episode specifically, I see her as sexually liberated and of that generation where she wasn't going to be told no about anything or held to anyone else's standards. Sure. Maybe maybe that's a bit naive on her part though because of where she comes from. That the real I mean like here she is, you know, she's dropped out of college and she's moved into this kind of loft thing and she has no money, you know, she and she gets a and then to just kind of treat the job like it doesn't matter. Um, is a state of mind to me that like somebody who maybe comes from a different background understands the you know the 
the reality of uh, the hierarchy of you know the boss to employee relationship. You know, and if you want to make money and, and and be able to do the things you want to do or support yourself or live or whatever, that you have to deal with you know a, a shitty boss. Because I didn't feel like. While the boss, they certainly, you know, he was kind of crabby or, or, or maybe maybe strict. I didn't think the boss was unfair either in, in what she was doing. You know, it's like, hey, no, no, get back. no, no, yeah. get back to work. Right. Yeah, this is, this is why I'm paying you. Go ahead and do the job that you're here for. Right. It, it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we have that. And then uh, we cut to, you know, Vince comes to uh, to the bar. He's about to, you know, or Frankie comes in. Or Vince comes into the bar. Frankie's in there. And he's, like, excited about, you know, what went down with Spillane. And, and he's like, what? Who died? And boom, he finds out that, you know, his brother-in-law Bobby's in the hospital. Um, and that's, oh, you know, so we go to the hospital and we see that Bobby has lived. But, uh I'm not sure what they're setting up for this, like what the point of this is. Um, I have some ideas, I guess, but so it, it could go a number of ways. It, um, could go in a, it could go in a lot of different ways. I don't, I I don't think, know where you would want it to go. Well, I don't know where, but I think where, where I think it's going is because in the hospital, uh, you know, Bobby's wife is is stressed. Obviously, her husband's had a heart attack, and also, you know, just you know, brings up the money. You know, like this is how much we're going to get. Plus, when the disability kicks in, and it's not what we were making before. Uh, and so, I need help. I need help with the kids. Vinny gives her some money, and I think what we're going to end up seeing here is, you know, between Frankie and then you know some problems with Bobby and his family. You know, Frank, uh, uh, Vincent is going to have to be you know the the kind of this provider, and he's going to get into more and more. Uh, shady kind of business dealings to try to make more money to kind of help all these different people out. I think Vincent has been that way his entire life, though. Like, he's always been the one that had the level head, uh, the one that was always there for everyone else. I think that's always been his role, and he just falls right, right back into it here for us. Right, and it, and it's but it's going to force him to make maybe moral decisions he wouldn't have made before because the situation has gotten more desperate now because it's not just his brother or it's not just that now it's you know his brother-in-law and their kids and the, and, and so his moral compass may uh, may shift. Uh, Do you think some. we're out of the woods for the money that Frankie owes to Rudy? No, I mean I think that they, he still owes that money as well. I'm almost certain that that was part of the. The thing. I mean, I think that that's all coming from the money that he's going to make at the bar. He's going to make a lot of money at the bar. But I think that even though that might get him out of the woods for the money that, that Frankie owes, I think that this thing with Bobby is going to cause all of a sudden a lot more money to be needed. And so that he's not making at the bar. And so he's going to have to get into some other business ventures uh, further on down the line. Heard that. Uh, and I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, so now we uh, and then uh, let's talk a little bit about Darlene. She has a little arc uh, as well here. We see her uh, with that same old guy uh, we've seen in previous episodes, uh, and they're watching uh, watching another movie. Um, and that's it. They just sit there and watch movies. Uh, but this time uh, she falls asleep, uh, and we and we see you know when they're in there watching it. Larry's out there waiting for her, looking at his watch, looking pissed. You know, next thing you know, she wakes up. It's light outside. And she knows she's in trouble. Yeah, she 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 woke up because of the gunshots in the movie at the very end, right? Uh, yeah. She sees that the the sun is up. She goes so far as to take her payment out of the old guy's wallet, her regular's wallet. Um, mm-hmm. And the interesting part to me there was that she only took forty bucks. This guy. Yeah, had, I didn't know if that was all he had. I think that was all he had. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he had a little bit more than 40 bucks in there, and she put the rest of it back. Yeah, maybe. She seems like a pretty honorable person, you know. I mean, I like her. She's she's definitely sympathetic. She's the hooker with the heart of gold. Definitely. (laughs) All the hookers have hearts of gold in this one, though, it seems like. You know, they all have... They've done a good job, to, or, or, or they've definitely made a point to try to make them all kind of sympathetic, likable characters. Yes. Uh, you know, in yes. This. Um, but so she goes and she does finally meet up with Larry, who is pissed, but uh, he doesn't hit her. You know, I think she's expecting no. it. She says to him, you know, just do, you know, all right, I fucked up. Do what needs done. And I think maybe that caught him off guard, <laughs> you know, a little bit. I think so, too. I was kind of expecting him to kick her when he dropped the sunglasses, though. I really yeah. was. Sunglasses went to the ground. She went to the ground with them, and I was like, you know what? This would be a good time if he had spurs on the back of his boots. He could swipe mm-hmm. it with the spur across the cheek, but you know, you can't ruin your product like that. However, um, I was expecting some sort of physical reaction from Larry that never showed up. Larry, unlike Cece, is not uh, a physical actor that way. It doesn't seem that way to me, but regardless he, I mean, of what Thunder Thighs might have said. Right. Well, I mean, in the, it was in the pilot though. He had he had punt, hit her. Her eye was. She had a black eye. Darlene had a black eye in the in the pilot from Larry. So that came we know from, we can that came from her regular. Did it? Yeah, that came from her regular. You know, that's interesting yeah, that then, because it's it, it's funny. Is you're right. Uh, it, then you mentioned that then and and because uh, we have the scene last week too where he's kind of getting on. Uh, uh, what is it, Gentle Richie? About not hitting his girl, uh, you know, and and so he he we've seen him talk again, but you're right. Then we haven't really seen him get get violent. So maybe that's that's something that's good catch. That's that's really interesting. It's something I'm going to kind of pay more attention to uh, going forward as we watch. Yeah, uh, Larry is. You know, I, I've been calling him pimping ass Larry every time I watch the show because I, I find it. You know, not only is the ar- actor great, but the character is is very nuanced to me. Like he's not like everyone else. He's not right. like the rest of them. Right. Of the and two then, pimps they, that we really know, he's right. he's nothing like Cece. Right. No, he's definitely different different than than Cece. Uh, so I mean, we'll have to see. I think you know, this like like the wire. You know, I think they're they're playing the long game. We'll talk. We can talk about the long game a little more later on. It comes up speaking of CC, but you know they're playing the long Absolutely. game with the characters. You know, and, and so we're, we're we're learning a little bit at a time. Um, and yeah. speaking of I learning look more, to five seasons of this. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, but uh, speaking of learning more, uh, Candy still on her mission to kind of learn the the movie business. Uh, uh, gets a hold of, of Harvey Wasserman and, and decides to buy him lunch. And she's full of questions, and, and Harvey, uh, you know, kind of lays out like there's no money. Why? There's, it's not worth the trouble. I make all this money doing with, by not putting film in the camera, and, and I don't have any of the hassle. Um, and Candy has, I think, the line that stood out to me the most in the in the episode. You know, or it's America. When do we ever leave a dollar on the ground for the other guy to pick up? You know, right? <laughs> yeah, so, that was yeah. beautiful. That was so well written, and it was very well yeah. delivered. And it's the absolute truth. Uh, you know, I, we don't, we don't, we yep. never do. That's, right. what, that's she's what this right. country she's like, is all about. She's like, if you can do this in Europe, it's only a matter of time before we're doing it here. But Harvey doesn't seem interested in, 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 in working with her or doing anything, you know, with her on that. But you can see her, she's disappointed by that. You know, there's clear disappointment in her performance in, in, in kind of how she's reacting. I think she had maybe some different expectations 
uh, going into the launch, uh, but she gained more information, if anything else, though. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, I am not an actor, right? Uh, not in the slightest. But it has to be really hard to pull off the look where you're, you seem like you're about to cry, and you're trying your best not to. And then yeah. she nailed it. She yeah, no, she did. She did. And you, she was I mean, it's, it's just another instance in this episode where, where they're showing that she is fed up with what she's doing in life, and she knows she wants to do something different. Uh, and and mm-hmm. we just kind of hammer hammer that nail in a little further here. Uh, not quite all the way in yet. We're going we're to do that later on in the episode. But before we get there, right. uh, we get some more mob stuff. And I thought this was really interesting. I'm sure you picked up on it uh, as well. But uh, Rudy goes to meet with uh, Carmine, his boss, uh, assuming that, that that's his boss, the, the big boss. And the guy outside yeah, the door is reading the, the Godfather. Him for the walk. Right. Yeah, I saw that. That was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. But uh, they go for a walk, and they kind of talk about the thing. And again, they mention Lindsay wanting to be president. Um, You know, and the other big kind of info is, you know, that they need fronts. No made men on anything. They don't want their names on anything. It's it's, it's other names. And I can completely see whose name is going to end up on some of that stuff then. Yeah, that was that was kind of telegraphed, wasn't it? Uh, You you see that that Vinny is going to be that guy for him what i'm confused about and i don't know if you caught something that i didn't was what they are fronting for i believe what what was going on in there is they are they're buying up property that and they're trying to sink the property value because when the next they they're to, so when the mayor cleans it up and the property value goes up and i have a, f- a feeling so i think they're fronting for buying the property is okay. what I got. Okay, that like, makes a like, lot of sense. Yeah, that no, that that makes a lot of sense. Therefore, you don't have uh, any law in those areas. Yeah. So I think that's what's going. I'm sure we'll see. Like I said, they give us like little n- nibbles and, and nuggets uh, at a time. So I think as we see more episodes and the in the plan kind of comes together more, uh, it'll make more sense. But um, you know, and then we're we're back with Abby. And Abby, uh, she kind of has a little arc. It cuts back and forth. But we'll just kind of go into her this whole little arc right here, um, where she, she has quit her job. She's at the pizza joint, and the guy that she's flirting with, I think his name was Bobby, as well, shows up, says he quits too, and they hook up. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he robs her. <laughs> that hook up. Uh, that hook up. There was a. Uh, there was something very specific about it that I did want to mention. Uh, she was in complete control there again just like in the pilot with her professor there was a point and i don't know that i'll i'll say this i watch a lot of movies i watch a lot of tv i don't know that i've ever seen a woman push a man's head down like that forehead you know what i'm sure i've seen it i can't think of something off the top of my head but you know yeah she definitely was in control but was she really because at the end of the day the dude you know took her you know, and took all her money. Yeah, yeah. You but know, she fell asleep, right? You can't go to sleep. She got had, and then, but then we see like what a manipulator she is again because she gets up. There's this other dude sitting there strumming the guitar, and you know, the roommate comes in is like, "I need some money for rent," and she's just like, "Hey, can I borrow?" And he's like, "Okay, you want to go out?" Like, she's clearly, you know, knows how to get what she wants, or maybe she's learning that she can get whatever she wants because she's pretty. 
Yeah, I think she's known that uh, her entire life, right? She's one of those people, much like Frankie, that has always been able to do whatever the hell she wanted to do just because of who she was. Right. I think she is going to be... I don't know if villain is the right word, but she is not going to be somebody who brings good things to our our protagonists, I, I think, in this, uh, along uh, as we move forward. I mean, I guess I'm curious to see how it goes, but I, I feel like Vincent's in trouble because he seems like he's just as smitten with her as everybody else seems to be. Uh, and we'll talk about that kind of at the end. But um, I think that she's trouble. That's not, I'll just say that. She's trouble. Like if she was like dating one of my friend, like one of my boys, and he's like going on, it's like yeah, I get it. She's hot, but that girl's trouble, you know. <laughs> like, uh, you know, updated a couple of Abbeys, man. They're so much fun. Yeah. So, anyway, so she gets robbed, but you know, at the end of the day, she she it doesn't really cost her too much because then she gets another guy to give her some money. Uh, it didn't even so, stress her out that much, though, either. Right. Like, no, she, you know, for somebody who, it was probably a couple of hundred bucks. Let's just say that, you know, her mom slipped right. her a couple of hundred dollars to, to get her through until she found something else. You know, a couple of hundred dollars then was a lot of money, and she was basically nonplussed about it. She, you know, she cared. She called the guy a douchebag right. or asshole. Dick. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, fucking dick or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. she didn't really care that much. Right, because. It was not a big deal. She. She's pretty, and she can get whatever she wants. <laughs> as as like I, I know, I know nothing about that life. Yeah, me neither. Me neither, bro. Uh, and then we we didn't get much with the cops in this episode, but we do get one little kind of arc where uh, the lieutenant is briefing the patrolman about basically non enforcement zones in in certain areas, certain blocks that are going to be no go. Um, Amsterdam. Yeah, but not, but for a different reason. You know, I think you know Hamster Amsterdam was. You know, Bunny Colvin basically trying a new enforcement strategy. I think this is the mobs doing. This is this is somebody buying off somebody, trying to wreck and ruin a certain stretch of, of property so the uh, values drop even lower so they can come in, buy it up, and then, you know, have it all cleaned yeah, up and real, turn around. Real estate, real estate manipulation, now that you mention it to me, seems like the exact thing that they're going for. I was under right. the impression that it was going to be a drug deal type situation, but no. No, Real estate manipulation all, seems like right, yeah, and, and like Alston, you know, Flanagan doesn't seem to care. Alston is is you could see Alston kind of questioning it, and I and I have a feeling that that Alston is going to be somebody that starts putting it together and maybe causing some resistance to to their plan uh, as we move further on down the line as well, because uh, he seems as like much he cares as he can. Yeah, he right. does absolutely care though. Yeah, right. we saw that when he was in in, the, in our second episode when he was talking to the girls he did legitimately care about them one way or the other he does definitely so we didn't get much with him we got a little bit um you know with a show it's just kind of like the wire too with so many characters and so many different arcs uh some people get not as much play as others certain times but uh, everything all the pieces matter as lester freeman once told me (laughs) every every single one yeah all the pieces matter including Lori, who is now uh, doing has a new kind of game that she's running, Tunnel Dates, uh, where I guess she hangs out at uh, the end of the tunnel and does uh, blowjobs for thirty bucks, and then gets dropped off at the other end of the tunnel, does it coming back, and goes back and forth uh, doing that. Uh, and CC is so not CC a fan. Said, no, he's not. But he said, you know, he said he saw her go back and forth six times, right? Yeah. 
that's a good amount of that's a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's what. So that's twelve trips total. Three three hundred and sixty bucks she made for yeah sucking a bunch of cock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, you couldn't pay me enough, right? But right. Well, that, that that's definitely that's not um, enough. <laughs> three hundred bucks, you know. I mean, like, but, but yeah, if, know, if that's what your profession in, in 19, is, uh, in nineteen seventy one. 360 yeah. for a night, man. Wow, dude. Yeah. Um, and what it is is, and CC kind of steps on it a little, uh, a little bit uh, when he's talking to her. I mean, I think that there's, she's got this kind of residual fear going on from what happened with the John in the last episode that tries to, you know, kidnap her and posing as a cop. So this is kind of feels safer, you know, to her. Uh, and CC kind of gives her, you know, this speech or pep talk or whatever you want to call it about how, you know, she's playing the short game. Yes, yeah, she can make a bunch of money doing this, but she's never going to get any regulars, and, and the real money is in the regulars, uh, I guess. I don't yeah, know I where believe, they're going with that. But line, I believe his line was that he, he wanted her to get their noses open uh, and right. be repeat customers and be freakier and give her more money in the long run. Right. Uh, I don't know where he's going with it either, other than the fact that CC has a specific goal in mind, and he's right. not hitting it going back and forth in the tunnel. Right, right. I mean, yeah, and then you know, it's 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 like the safer game, I guess. You make some money, but yeah, the long. He says it's the long game. The long game is what, uh, what he wants her to play, and that goes into his long game, which is going to France or whatever, getting out of the the pimp game, so to speak. So. We'll see how that progresses. Um, so after that, Abby uh, goes out looking for Vince. You kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Saw that coming since the first episode. Uh, she finds him, offers her a job, which she kind of declines at first. We, she walks away, and we knew she was coming back, and there she was, you know, changes her mind. He tells her it'll be good for your memoirs. But you can see one of the things I thought was interesting in this scene is a very, very different reaction like in his eyes, in his face when she's around. No, he lit up. Compared to how he acts around everybody else. Right. He is happy. Yes. Like smiley, giddy almost. He is, and this is going to be trouble so, for him going down, going down the line. So I can, I feel, I feel, crush, I feel, right? I feel to the trouble. Yeah. Yes. If she, if she wants yes. to manipulate and him, she has every opportunity. Oh, and she will. I, I mean, I think we saw, I don't know if you saw the, the preview for next week's episode. Uh, where uh, with them, and, and so it's clearly where it's going. So uh, Vince, run, 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 but no, nope, he doesn't. Uh, th- that's going to happen. You but. can't trust a big button. <laughs> uh, and we get another scene of candy. Yeah, we, we get we get another scene of candy. Kind of the, one of the last uh, uh, little arc of her in this episode, where we clearly, 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 if we haven't figured it out already, get to see more like just how much she's done with what yeah. she's doing. You know, and she's listening to these messages and, and all the different, her regulars. And John, the one guy calls her to tell her, you know, he's got the clap. And, you know, I don't think I got it from you, <laughs> but just wanted to let you know. Number. You might want to get yourself tested. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then she's out on the street and, and the guy's trying to pay her to uh, stick in her ass. And, and she is, like, not having any of that. And, uh, and then a guy gets stabbed. <laughs> and you can see it's just like she's over it. She's just totally she's over it. She's totally over it, and so was everybody else in the street. I've never seen a block clear out that fast, man. I know it was like prison or something. You know, like somebody getting shanked in a, in a prison scene where they all just kind of leave the guy there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but that was uh, 
she's done with it. She's I, she is so over the the street life. They've made it abundantly clear. I hope we don't go forward. Keep hammering that home in future episodes and let, get something. Get her to do something more because this episode. While it was good to see, you know, to real be able to really, really, really tell that character didn't like what she was doing and wanted to make a change. Like, I think they almost overdid yeah, this, this, it. This was kind with, of the nail in the coffin for that storyline. We've got to see her progress or else what's the point of even talking about her anymore? Right. Right. Uh, and we kind of reach our big climax of the of the episode or the big everything was, is the grand opening of the hi-hat. A lot of stuff happens uh, in the hi-hat. Uh, so... Uh, it's it's a success. People are coming in, and it's it's basically Vince's people. So we have cops and pimps and hookers and, and all the different kind of crowd. And Rudy stops by, uh, questions the the jukebox uh, choices, but Vince just kind of shrugs his shoulder. Hey, it's what's, 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 what's up with all the jigaboo shit? Yeah, that was a great. That was a great line. Yeah, that, that's a word. That's a word I've not heard somebody speak aloud and. A long time in real you know, life, <laughs> in the context. You're, real you're an older guy. I'm an older guy. That's one that kind of took me off guard. But it, you know, it was the '70s, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. period. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny. But uh, and then uh, um, what's his name? Phil shows back up. Yes, angry, looking to cause trouble. Uh, Vince kind of blows him off. Tells him you got a problem. Go talk to Rudy, which he doesn't do anything about. Uh, just kind of stay stagnant for a second, and then we get a little little moment, which I thought was kind of just kind of funny, with Cece pitching Abby, and, and she having none of it, <laughs> like at all. Like your 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 game doesn't work on me. You know, he <laughs> said he said in the pilot uh, that he was not up for a challenge, and he was you know he only wanted to be practical about his choosings, um, and I can understand why yeah. because he obviously doesn't have the skill to pull something like that off. He he either doesn't have it physically yeah. or mentally. There was something about his approach that did not work for Abby where, you know, there's somebody's approach that will, as Reggie Love said to right. us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of the same. It was the same kind of game that he, he threw at Lori, but, like, Abby just wasn't. It was like she just kind of rolls her eyes, and then she has a little moment with Vince where they kind of discuss where, they, you know, they, they, neither of them really understands the whole pimp-prostitute relationship, and, and they kind of laugh. But it's funny is... You know, you could see Vince kind of trying to almost awkwardly flirt with her over it, you know, and he kind of has a little giggle and a laugh, and uh, he's clearly smitten with her. Uh, you, you can absolutely, tell. So, yeah. Again, Vince, trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> uh, but Rudy likes what he sees. The bar's going well, and he goes off to do his business. And once Rudy has left, Vince, uh, uh, Phil decides he wants to get some revenge, and he uh, he pulls a gun. And uh, Mike, Big Mike, who had come into the bar uh, earlier and ordered bourbon, now not on the effects of the drugs anymore, uh, like quickly disarms him and, and, and stops him. Uh, and that was kind of interesting. And he, he kind of gets humiliated. And then Mike, like, kind of awkwardly, like, runs out of the bar. And Vince goes and kind of runs him down. He's got to introduce himself and again. again. I'm just left wondering... Right. Who is this guy? I told you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who is this guy? So where did this guy come from? You know, it's like almost like a like a John Coffey thing going on or something like this big, larger than life character that's kind of soft spoken. And, you know, nobody knows what to make of him. Like a, he's, he's obviously like an ex-military guy, though, with moves like that, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm I, like I, I was wondering 
you know, if he was like he had come back from Vietnam and had seen some effed up stuff there, and you know, maybe that's what the drugs are for to try to take his mind off all that stuff in his head. But uh, Vince kind of befriends him, and I, I, what I, I take it that he offered him a job working there as like some type of security or something, because as he's leaving, then. Uh, he tells him to see tomorrow, you know, nine o'clock or whatever, and tells him to be there tomorrow. So Vince even offered him somewhere I think we're to sleep. We're going to see more man. of him going forward. Right? Yeah, which he, he declined. But uh, I just want to. I guess we're going to find out. We'll have to just watch it and wait and see what 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 happens because, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he is. I'm sure he's got a good story, and I'm, I'm interested to learn. It seems like the, so. the cast is a little bit more uh, set then, now than it was beforehand. Like, these are the people that we're going to be yeah, dealing well, with. we're starting to kind of... Right, definitely. Uh, and then we kind of finish up with uh, Darlene, who's had a good night. Because uh, she did, like she said, she went out a little early, made some money. And Larry seems happy and says, you know, hey, let's go out and get a drink. He takes her to the hi-hat. And, you know, they, they get some drinks to send her down. We finally get to see what book she's reading. She's reading A Tale of Two yes. Cities. And... I'm wondering, I'm just trying to figure out what the... I, I'm not super familiar with A Tale of Two Cities, other than I know that it's London and Paris, and it's something about the French Revolution, and a guy who was accused of something he didn't do and gets executed for it, I believe, but I'm not I'm not up on my dickens uh, to know more than that, so I'm sure that there is some type of bigger symbolism in, in, in making a, you know, in, in, in A Tale of Two Cities. I just don't know, you know, what it is yet. I'll have to do my homework on that one. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, with Dickens. I've never read stuff. Uh, A Tale of Two Cities or watched the movie. That being said, I do see it as a bit of foreshadowing. If not, why keep going back to it? You know. Right. No. Definitely. They're definitely setting something up. There's definitely symbolism there. I just don't know exactly what it is yet. But I'm sure we'll we'll see. I have to do some uh, research. But so she's down there talking to Abby uh, while Larry's arguing with Gentle Richie about his ways. I uh, call. Asked me. He's a communist. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, and then, but then as he's kind of arguing and having this this debate with Richie, he looks down and he sees Darlene talking to Abby, and you can see he gets this kind of look of jealousy or disapproval again. Like he seems like he doesn't like other women talking to his girls. You know, I don't know if it's other women or, you or that? anyone that's just not paying them. You know, like he, I, unlike unlike I CC, I don't feel like Larry is the kind of character that. Um, well, Larry's got a heart. How about that? Larry is to me. Larry's a much nicer guy. Like the the situation, the the game that CC was giving to Lori. Uh, in our second episode about Paris and about having someone to take with him on his, you know, his his after pimp life. I think that Larry and Darlene actually have that relationship, whereas Cece is just pretending to have it. Well, I, no, I don't disagree with that. I just might. I guess I'm t- I'm pulling that from. The way he reacted to Sandra at the end of the last episode, where he was just like, stay away from my, you know, he was very like, gave her a warning, like, stay away from my girls. And then it was like kind of this look where, you know, this other girl, and I don't know if it comes from some type of idea that he has such control over her and he's afraid that if other independent women get in her head, she's going to want to be independent. Um, and I feel like he fears that more than her talking to guys or talking to other people. It's 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 talking to these kind of free spirited independent women. That's interesting. Who he doesn't want poisoning her mind 
that that's kind of what I I, I kind of wondered about yeah, that. It was kind of subtle, but I just know that we've done it twice. That if if there's some of that going on with him, that that he is insecure almost to lose her, and he knows that you know by keeping her on a tight leash. Uh, and not letting women like that fill her head with ideas of independence and freedom that maybe uh, you know that is their best way to keep her around. You know, there's some you know so. there's some credence in that with the way that he does talk to gentle Richie. Um, he wants to keep his girls in line. You know, and that's that, right. that's one of the ways you you know you express that sort of control. You don't let them associate with anyone else. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, the night winds down. Uh, opening night seems to be a success. Uh, they're kind of heading out, and the sun is coming up. Uh, and Vince asks Abby uh, to go to breakfast over at Leon's, and she says, rain check. And then he kind of awkwardly, nervously, again, like a guy in, in puppy love, uh, says something that doesn't make any sense, realizes it, lasts it off. Uh, and they kind of go their separate ways for the for the time being. But... Yeah, she's trouble, man. I just keep coming back to. Uh, I, I get it. She's hot. I watch the show. I think the actress is hot. I, I, I understand, but it's 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 trouble, man. I can see it, Vince. I'm I'm trying to help you out here, but I guess he's not going to listen. I guess personally, I, I care more for Abby than I do for Vince so far, and I, I know that's not the way the show is set up. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that's not the way the show is set up. It's that's not how anyone wants me to view this but i really like abby's character and you know don't don't get don't get me wrong it's not like i'm some sort of feminist i I mean i wish i could be but i can't i'm not a woman i don't know what that's like right (laughs) um but like i really want to see abby succeed more than anyone else maybe candy and definitely darlene but over all of them i want to see abby get what she wants she to me is kind of the spirit of that time like i'm gonna do things differently Wow, that's interesting because my take is almost completely, you know, 180 from that. And I think it'll, it'll certainly make for some interesting discussion uh, as we have the episodes going forward because I see her as a spoiled brat, you know, who manipulates people because she doesn't want to work hard. Uh, unlike Candy, who is the same though, he's trying to make her own way and be independent, but she's doing it through, she's willing to kind of get her hands dirty and, and, and do the hard work. And, and I don't see that from Abby that's yet. That's an interesting dichotomy there because Abby from your description is much more like the pimps whereas candy is much more like vince and vince is surrounded by people who expect things done for them yeah yeah maybe i mean i guess we'll see we'll i mean we you know we're only three episodes in uh so we got what eight episodes is that is that how many episodes we're getting this this first season we've got we've got eight episodes so that gives us five left right so, yep. Well, we, I guess we'll find out. We'll, we'll uh, discuss it more next week. Yeah, we week. will. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. Good talk. So, yeah, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, any 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 uh, any finishing kind of closing thoughts on on this episode or, or next week's episode or next anything? Week, the only thing I did the only thing else? I did catch in the preview for next week was that we get another appearance of Reggie Love. So we should be able to find out whether Reggie and Jimmy are the same guy. Right, I like Reggie Love. I'm glad glad he's coming yeah, back. Yeah. So, um, overall, I like this episode quite a bit. I don't know if I liked it more or less than last week's episode. Uh, if, that, if that makes any sense, I don't. I you know, I think that what I've decided with this is I won't be able to judge how I liked individual episodes until the whole show mm-hmm. is done, because right now I don't know. 
everything that I'm watching. It's kind of like, like now that I, you know, because I going into it with the the knowledge of the wire and, and how those seasons kind of progress and how those episodes progressed. You know, when you're watching it the first time, you don't know what's coming up, so you don't know what was important and what wasn't important. Uh, and then I think you appreciate certain things differently once you know the whole story and you go back and watch it again. And I think that there's going to be a lot of that here. So maybe some things that bothered me this time or didn't excite me this time or I just glossed over this time uh, will be a lot more profound going forward. Or And maybe I'll just realize that there really is nothing for – Slim Charles to do in this show, and they just stuck him in there. Just going to serve breakfast, man. Highly disappointed. Yeah, man, it's such a waste. If all if all we get Uh is uh, (laughs) hash from him, (laughs) yeah. Order up, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. All right. Well, I guess that that's uh, that's our episode. uh, Episode three. Uh, this is uh, our. Hopefully, we'll be doing this every week uh, going <laughs> forward. We, won't have uh, any more. we had some yeah, technical yeah. difficulties no uh, last week and stuff, but um, I think that uh, we're going to try to do this going forward. Get these out a little a uh, little sooner. Although, I mean, like yesterday was the the episode today. We'll get this out pretty soon. Hopefully, that that's what we're going to do going forward. Uh, if you want to chat at us or you have any thoughts, comments, anything that uh, you want to say or want us to talk about, want us to address, you disagree, completely think that my opinions are, are off base or that uh, his opinions are off base, uh, you can find me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Angry Jimmy Films. And where can they find it's you? It's going to be at J-I-I-L on Twitter. And you can actually find both of us at 30and10 at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, and I believe we got the same thing. Look at that. We got yeah, an email. email. And we've also got the same thing going on Twitter. 30 and 10. Is that is that uh, the number spelled out That's or numbers? That's going to be spelled out. So T-H-I-R-T-Y-A-N-D-T-E-N? At gmail.com. Send us, send, us, send us an email. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you liked, didn't like, uh, so on, because obviously the people tell that listen that to this... Yeah. Yes, please tell <laughs> tell me that you hate me. That's fine. Tell us <laughs> tell us how much you 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 know you, you, the, how, how how well the Saints are going to do next week. Uh, who they play? Are you the Dolphins? Yeah, we got the Dolphins uh, in London. Actually, it's an eight thirty game, man. I am um, I I am a I am a. I don't know who I'm a fan of. I, you know what? I like the Saints, actually. I do watch Saints. I'm, I've been a fan of Breeze. I've been, I'm a Breeze fan. I was a Breeze fan from when he was in college. Uh, and so I kind of followed him around uh, yeah. in the NFL. I have been trying to become a Rams fan since we got a team because I didn't really have a team. Uh, but I'm having, a hard, I'm, I'm having a hard time. They really, really, really disappointed me taking golf instead of Wentz last year. So... Uh, you know, they're, but, they're, they're a good squad that's built around a running back, which is something you don't see very often anymore. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I think I'm, I'm slowly working my way. They're, they're really the only L.A. team that I'm into. I'm definitely, you know, Bulls and Cubs, Blackhawks uh, for the other sports. I never really got into the Bears for whatever reason, so that's why uh, I've been Bears. without a team. But, uh, the Super Bowl I, you know, shuffle I think, didn't do it for you? Well, it did back when I was a kid, but uh, I don't know. As an adult, uh, it wasn't really my thing. I lived in Jacksonville for a little bit when they when they got the team out there and, and kind of you know was into that. Uh, I think that until Breeze retires, I'll still always root for the Saints. I'd love to see them you know get another title. But aside from that, I'm trying to become a Rams fan. It's just it's been slow. But it, it's it's, Buy it's yourself it's, a girly jersey. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're they're better this year, so much. Yeah, much better. Anyway, this year. unfortunately, <laughs> they can't fill up a stadium. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're not here to talk stadium, about football. Anyway, yeah, that'd be our other podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, thanks for everybody for tuning in, listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Talk to you next week. Absolutely. <laughs> Take it easy.